It's George Edmondson. Uh, yeah, I think Anis Mometi is very much too soon. It's Kyle Bartley with a header from... Good afternoon, everyone. Um, happy Easter Sunday. This is Gavin. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook podcast. We're back a uh, second time in a week. We're here almost almost every week to review what we've seen. Market goal score card for the weekend. Talk about some value plays in the EFL card as well. There were some golden nuggets in Thursday's pod. I'm responsible for all of them. And joining me, as always, is John Bywater at Setpiece Hero on Twitter. John, good afternoon. Happy uh, Easter Sunday. Uh, good afternoon, Gav. Thank you for that. Yeah, are you a hot cross bun or an Easter egg kind of guy? I'm just, um, just wondering that. Well, I, start, I started off this morning with an egg. It was a Scotch one, though, uh, nice and warm in the oven. Um, You're a hipster, I should... aren't you? We've, uh... <laughs> just to be, I should have taken a picture. You've and forgotten about the it. meaning of this period, haven't you? I'm, I'm you mean it's not meat, <laughs> meat and eggs? No, um, uh, it, it could be. It could be. But uh, what about you, hot cross bun? Easter eggs. Uh, no, egg, egg all day. Egg all day. I'm not a fan egg. of uh, hot cross buns. Really, they just um, don't look right, do they? Just like Warsaw, not very good with crosses, right? Is that sound about? Oh, it? very good. Yeah. More it's, about uh, Warsaw set piece woes later on. Uh, Mometi and Rodoni, nice little double there, John. Well done. Um, some, you identified a good price, bit of value. <laughs> not both of them it's started. Always, <laughs> but... it's, it's 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 always good to have a. Uh, a very small anytime double on a player that plays twelve minutes. After uh, <laughs> as you, as as my message to you, I was calling Nigel Pearson every name under the sun, and then he Con- uh, he scored. But. You were convinced he was going to come on, yeah, with about two minutes to go. Just, um, to, <laughs> just um, you, you were basically you were you were pleading with the for a void and. Yeah, yeah, I was quite happy with the void for the uh, <laughs> for the single, but it was good to see Rudini score. Um, just uh, I really do like him as a player, but yeah, I mean, it, it, as we say quite often on here, you can have a um, that turned out price wise, it was a good bet because I did it mm. a few days before, but come two o'clock, it was a terrible bet. So <laughs> even though you know it doesn't matter, it, so much of it is luck. But there we go. Um, so, and then uh, after four, after fourteen <laughs> minutes of seeing uh, Ogilvy score, I wasn't too happy either, as you know. I think uh, all award-winning pod- podcasts about betting start with basically it's all luck, and I think that's not a bad way to. Um, uh, a lot, a lot of it is. Uh, I think Absolutely. people underestimate it big time. But there you go. We we'll, we shall plough on. You mentioned uh, Ogilvy. Raggett's uh, chance was a big one. Uh, before that, but he, he crossed for the Ogilvy opener, which was a thing oh, of beauty. Good. I'll, I'll let um, I'll <laughs> let the uh, bet slip know that should should pay out because he did a good cross. Well, I thought guy. I saw I saw Vaga assist, and then you immediately you think, <laughs> oh, he's probably had a header, and it's you know come off the key. Yeah, it was better. It was better than a header being like blocked, and then <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes, good good spin on that one. Um, anything else? Anything else that went close? Um, uh, well, Max Max Amar was a, it was a bit of a strange one. Did you watch the highlight in the end of that? Um, no, no it's towards the end. I think it's about the 80th minute. It it would have been a dubious goals panel job. Uh, he basically you can't work out if he heads it or the defender heads it, but it just dropped and rolled wide of the post. It was going in if it had been on target, which is stating the obvious. Um, I don't know whether it would have paid out or not. I have no idea. It was very debatable. But, yeah, that was the only thing from him. But you had um, 
every week Sam Stubbs is getting closer, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, backpedalling header. I'll put some stock in, which went just over Matthew Platt, a red card for, for Bradford in that game as well. So we'll keep an eye on Bradford team news on Monday. That, that blasted Andy Cook getting all the set-piece chances. Indeed, again, yes. Um, nothing for nothing for Chelsea. Bad afternoon for Cheltenham, right? And Bradbury didn't have a chance. We mentioned um, Anthony O'Connor, which was a good price for Harrogate against that Wimbledon back line. He did have a bit of a chance at the back post. Oh, we did have a positive mention for Accrington. Well, more anti-Port Vale, wasn't it? And Doug Tharm did start, but it was Harvey Rogers and a late flurry from Michael Nottingham that caused Vale all sorts of problems. John, I, I asked the question on Thursday, is 45 points enough for Vale? Because they have absolutely cooked and done. They got Oxford on Monday. I was just looking around for some prices. Most of them are gone now, but it, only because I've been... Had an vested interest for the last couple of weeks, but yeah, hundreds of pound last week. Everyone's cut them the fifties after Friday. Bet Fred were a standout sixty sixes before um, up to about twenty four hours ago, but but went in again. They were they should they should have enough, right? Forty five points should be enough, but they um they're certainly mm. not ending the season with um any sort uh, of momentum. I think if if Oxford beat them on Monday, then mm. that drags them into it almost. They got a game in hand as well, Oxford and yeah. Accrington as Accrington well. I think have got, so, yeah. Accrington have got two, I think. But yeah, Ooh. or maybe one now. You're right. Um, Will Ameson, we mentioned him uh, returning uh, for Exeter against Bolton. He, he had a glorious chance from a Jack Sparks corner, leapt like a salmon right on the penalty spot, met the ball flush with the with his forehead. And it went out for a throw-in, which just about sums the life up <laughs> of a goal scorer. When I saw it, we love that. I saw, I saw it. I saw the uh, the sort of graph of it, and then I watched it. I thought, oh dear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Can't do anything else, but yeah. Let's have a little look at uh, a, a quick review of what we saw on Friday. We'll start off in the Championship, where they didn't look too much from. From my eye, um, Harry Darling was busy against Coventry from those Ryan Manning set pieces. Um, but nothing more than that that we didn't know about Harry Darling already. Um, anything for you, John? Uh, you've got their um, Rotherham against West Brom. I do think West Brom are looking vulnerable, as I mentioned on Thursday. Lack of defenders at the moment or lack of first choice anyway. Yeah, that was the one we didn't talk about with the ex-club system, wasn't it? Jordan Hugill for Rotherham. Yeah, back not sure if you Brom. count that really. He was not only there really. for a very short time. but Very short. You count it if you mentioned it, but we didn't. <laughs> yeah, we, we count everything. <laughs> um, um, Sean Hutchinson, yeah, I thought. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, Mil- yeah Millwall, sure. we know. So what? Charlie Cresswell, I think, looks out for the season unless unless Millwall have an extended season beyond the regular season. Uh, but Sean Hutchinson back in the back four. Cooper and Cresswell, I always think, take up a fair chunk of that set-piece market, don't they, for Millwall? So Hutchinson's a big price against Hull. He could be a, a good option for, for anyone if you fancy Millwall in a good spot. Been on your notebook earlier this season as well. Anything else, John? Uh, well, Mick McCarthy's had enough of Blackpool already, and I think they, they'd long had enough of him. Um, that that thrashing of QPR, what an outlier that was! Uh, doesn't reflect very well. Doesn't reflect very well on QPR, does it? Not um, at all. No. <laughs> still can't believe that game. We didn't believe it at the time. Uh, no. Talking of QPR, the uh, it's hard to be positive, but I did notice that all three centre backs against Preston had opportunities. Uh, Leon Balogun. Uh, Jimmy Dunn and a very good one for Rob Dickey. Yeah. Um, 
Matt Pearson scored again for Huddersfield, mm-hmm. went off 20 to 1, keeps scoring every week. Um, Watford, you, you don't know what's happening. I mean, Wilder trying the uh, stick approach rather than the carrot, which um, by basically calling them all non-triers, I'm not yep. sure is a great, not a great idea. He's only there till the summer anyway, so he probably doesn't care either way. But you, you, did you see that back man where he started attacking everybody at the end? That was good. I didn't see that, no. I- yeah, he went, he went up for... Uh, Huddersfield had fouled someone about 40 yards out and he, he ran out of his goal, went mad at the ref, got Yes, broke. I did see yeah. that, yeah. yeah and then off, he tried it? to do a um, tried to do a Schumacher on, yeah. on a, I think it was Jonathan Hogg from the cross. He just tried to kick him in the head, it looked like. Very, very bizarre. Uh, I've no doubt they'll find their form boots tomorrow when they visit the CBS. Watford. Yeah, I did look at that game, but I couldn't quite see anyone for you. Uh, Connor Roberts is still doing his development into prime Ian Rush for Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> Loves that poacher role. Um, it's very, you know, he couldn't have seen that coming, but you know, he's he's quite a short price now. The I thought the the game of the day, probably because I watched a lot of it live, was the four four between Sunderland and Hull. Um, Completely mad game, very open, lots of really good skill, but some horrible mistakes and decision-making. Uh, I thought with the continuing absence, it looks like, of Ballard and Luco 9 having to drop back into the back line, they look a lot uh, a lot less strong in the middle of midfield mm. and in defence, but uh, it looks like they're having to drop a little bit deeper as well because they haven't got Ballard there to get them out of trouble. So mm-hmm. I, I think Sunderland... Uh, just by the way they nature of why they play are, are interesting to look at um, in the next few weeks if Ballard is still missing. Cardiff away tomorrow for Sunday. Yeah, I did look at that game, but I just couldn't get excited by the prices for and all, all the Cardiff defenders have gone pretty quiet last few weeks. Did anything in League One get you excited? Uh, Harvey Rogers always gets me excited, but we've um, <laughs> we've probably mentioned we haven't mentioned him for about a month, so we've mentioned him four times already today. Uh, he could have had a hat trick, really, couldn't he? Oh, he um, could have. It was classic, and like you say, Michael Nottingham coming on for the last twenty minutes, um, unlucky not to score with the initial effort. I thought the they had the return that Accrington of Ethan Hamilton and Liam Coyle in, in the midfield. That's a massive plus because they're, they're quite a good engine room. They're quite aggressive. Uh, I just listened to Coleman's uh, pre-match conference before we came on it, and I don't think they're going to be risked against Sheffield Wednesday with a quick turnaround. I think that could be another case of um, almost throwing in that game and, and concentrating on the last few weeks. Because I, Yeah, I haven't got the fixtures yeah. in front of me, but I, thought, I was looking at them for... Port Vale relegation purposes, and um, uh, I think they've got a, a few. Of... Uh, yeah, I think they even they. I think they play Oxford last game of the season or something like that. But yeah, they're probably more winnable right. games than Sheffield Wednesday, isn't there? So there's, yeah, there's a lot of. Well, tomorrow is the day of massive odds on in League One, isn't it? You got um, Argyle, Portsmouth, Wednesday, Wickham. Uh, Barnsley, Barnsley Bolton, they're all they're all they're, yeah. Yeah, they're all they're all twos on or shorter really. So it's, it shows the lopsided nature of the league this season. Absolutely. Um that Burton Barnsley threw up plenty for centre halves, but probably not in the way that a lot of us might have expected. Connor Shaughnessy's 
got the opener. Uh, Deft little touch last at from the, the near pass post. there, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Deft little touch at the near post. Some good work from Carriol down the left. Um, Sam Hughes on. Are going to talk a little bit later? We can we can add him to the centre half overhead kick club as well. So his, I think his effort. He did get within about ten yards of being on target. So a, a, a nice right. one for the um for the XG there. What do, you, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I took that as a positive. I, only I could. But the, um, <laughs> I think Barnsley are interesting. They've only conceded five from set plays. But if you look at the the statistics on the analyst site, they should have conceded 11 and a half. Um, that surprised me a lot because you just don't associate them with that really, probably because mm. they haven't actually conceded that many. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're getting away with a few. I probably my yeah biggest after Friday's punting had all ended. My biggest regret was not opposing Barnsley at Burton on Saturday. I think um, uh, certainly some I knew some more shrewder people that, than me that um, that did. But the, the signs were there. I think that five 0 win over over Morecambe did put a bit of gloss on that run. But they're giving up plenty. Even you know those despite the wins, you know some good. Obviously they've been on a great one, Wickham, Sheffield Wednesday, but it, it did with hindsight. Burton did feel like a good letdown spot because they've just given up so much. So I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be, you know, Shrewsbury are Shrewsbury, sorry, a big price, aren't they? I think the sixes or something like that. Yeah, but, um, not... it's just whether you, um, I don't know, the uh, the Charlton six nil, whatever it was that. You can probably just lay that as an outlier, but I thought they looked a bit, uh, bit, bit knackered against Peterborough. They uh, did. I just won. They well, Ipswich, Peterborough, and Charlton in the last few weeks. Which, if you're being kind to Shrewsbury, probably tells you everything you need to know. That's a pretty strong run, and I guess on the face of it, it continues right heading to um heading to Barnsley. Yeah, but um, I was do you, do you only think, uh, go yeah. on. No, just just no, I was overly in, thinking that shoes might be a bit of value this weekend. It did. Um, I was kind of looking there when I when I think the match prices are, might just be a little bit out. Normally, means the goal scorer prices are, are baked in as well. Killian Phillips has um, probably picked the wrong time to come back into this Shrews side, but he's a proper forward-thinking number eight. I thought he was of all you know. He almost for a bit of lower variance for some of our selections. He was definitely on my list about seventeen to two. I think he goes off, but yeah, if you fancy him, um, not many people are going to give Shrews a chance, but they probably got a, a puncher's chance. Well, more than the puncher's chance, I think on um, on Monday. Um, where we should probably talk about um, Oxford Sheffield Wednesday, o- not oh, least yes. because Oxford are next on Port Vale's list, right? Um, Hmm. Elliot Moore and Sam Long chances both come from the same free kick, but um, the former Elliot Moore had a, had a good header at goal early on as well. Um, yeah, but I that's think he's he, uh, that's where he got injured though. Um, we were both excited, weren't we? Because I, I think he looked nailed on for nap material, but he um, concussion co- protocol, right? Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure we would have both put him up, uh, mm. which would have been an, an unusual occurrence because he's about 25s, 28s, not that it matters now. But, yeah, he got a concussion when he went up for that chance, I think. And as you pointed out to me, was it yesterday, uh, Vale won't be able to play the keeper or Matt Taylor here mm. against the parent club. Um, yeah, I thought it was, he could still make a case for... I mean, Long's quite a short price for Oxford for some reason. Uh, he's not had a bad season, but there's a new name that I don't know if he'll start, Stephen Negru, who's a yes. Irish Moldovan. Um, 
which is a which is a first. Wow. He came on he came on for more uh, League of Ireland signing, very inexperienced. He's only played nine games in the League of Ireland, scored a goal. He looks like the type that should be a threat, but you are guessing, but he's a big price. So if he, if he's he got, starts, then he might have a little swing at Stephen Negru. He's got a big smiley face on Weisskow, which is... Uh, <laughs> he, he looks every inch he, a 20-year-old <laughs> young Irishman right. smiling from no, he's here Irish Moldovan, please. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the smiling must be the Moldovan bit. That must be it. Um, it, it looked, whatever, it looks a, a big performance from Oxford. I'm sure I'll want some sort of interest um, before 3pm tomorrow. Anything else in League One? Uh, there's quite a bit, but... I quite liked for Ipswich. Ipswich are in uh, really good form again. Uh, thanks for pointing that out. I hadn't noticed. Uh, <laughs> it's got great under analyst. the radar. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah no. uh, and I don't think it's a new name because we probably mentioned him early in the season. But Harry Clark um, has done just starting to settle in really well because he he only went to Ipswich permanently in January. Uh, Stoke, just the five, Stoke? yeah, yeah, five loan spells when he was at Arsenal. Um, four in twenty-four in the SPL, two in twenty at Stoke. Uh, he has plenty of what we look at. He he's played all over the pitch, um, especially in the SPL. He's played midfield and on the wing even. But he looks it's which he's settling in at right back, and he's getting more minutes of late. He's been a big shortener already ahead of tomorrow. I think he was. I think he's into 11s now. I think he opened up at 16s, which probably would have been a selection. But, Mm. yeah, I think he's interesting. Very good. Um, Let's head down into League Two. Oh, Harry Ransom. Very busy for Crawley. First name on my list, John. Um, Been a while since we've seen him. I'll talk a bit more. I'll I'll talk about him with a... Big appetite later on, first start since uh, early January, though. Got us excited way back in October, didn't he? A flurry of activity. Um, he's made Harry Lewis made a good save in the Bradford net, arriving at the at the far post. Another header late on from a Jack Powell corner. I'll save the price for later on, but it's um, a juicy one to get involved in on Monday. Um, should we talk Grimsby? Grimsby, Miche Efete. It's a nice old finish mm. straight through the middle, wasn't it? He's um again, he's yeah, another one of very those. Smartly. Yep. Looks like one of those games where he started a little bit further up on the right hand side. Um, Grimsby getting a bit of a free ride, aren't they? Conceding for those cup exploits, they've been pretty awful. We all wanted to oppose them pre-Brighton, but we should have been opposing them post-Brighton because they've been pretty awful since going out of the going out of the cup. Um, I didn't know whether you thought. Doncaster were any sort of value. I looked. I looked at the game thinking, "Are Doncaster really that bad?" <laughs> and they yes, probably are. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. um, anything at Warsaw continued again. A big. You know, we mentioned on Thursday, didn't we? The poor run of poor defending, and they hadn't stopped conceding from corners just yet. Even Ian Henderson's opener. I was plenty to a quickly taken throw down the left-hand side, and by the time it comes out to Max Taylor, it's looks like all panic stations in the in the Warsaw back line. Henderson's in acres of space to slot home the first. Taylor did get his own goal in the second half. It's um, not a classic set piece, was it? But he's nicely found in the box to slot it home past Owen Evans in the Warsaw nets. Um, 
think we still take on Warsaw. Do you reckon, John, in current form? I think... Um, yeah, that was that was a strange game, really, because there was a very strange um, refereeing decision where they should have been 3-2 up Warsaw, then they were 4-2 down. Um, now, is, is Max Taylor Max Taylor, or is he Max Dunn? Because some places have started calling him Max Dunn, but it's the same bloke. I, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Max Taylor, where, where I've seen... But um, very um, very confusing for us followers of centre halves. Very might be very confusing for William Hill cashiers as well. So you might want to <laughs> make that pay. <laughs> yeah, try and try and fit in Jimmy Dunn as well. Try and uh, exactly. be a little bit creative. Yeah, Har- Harry Ransom's good at getting in the right place at the right time, isn't he? Right place at the right time. What is that? Uh, what am I missing there? You just scroll back to August with the uh, Harry Harry Ransom jokes. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's well done. Right, Caught okay. Yeah. In the net there, didn't I? Right, like, oh, well, that's it. That right place. Yeah, okay. Yes, that's right I mean. place. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you do. Where's, your where's, Con- <laughs> where's Connor's salmon when you need him? <laughs> I, I, a lot of time, you know, I'll attribute a lot of patience to our listeners, but being able to, you know, a, a seven month callback from way back, way back in October. That's, that's you know, one you, for the hardcore. <laughs> that's, just, that's well done if you, if you, uh, if you yes. got that one. Um, where else did we see? Uh, Connor Hall was, was 40 to one to score for Colchester against Stevenage. And we only know that because he came up in conversation prior to us recording on Thursday. And all that did to to me was to reaffirm, it just feels like one of those seasons. Uh, John, anything more to say as we take a a preamble, a stumble through what we saw on Friday? Anything more that I've missed off the list that I'm I'm looking down here? We're having a right old stumble here, (laughs) can't help me. Um, (laughs) We're both off form, I think. That that might be good, you don't know. The... the, um, Going back to Doncaster, it's well worth. Well, as I say, it's well worth it. it. Depends how sad you are, but if you um, if you check out the second minute corner against Gillingham, uh, I'm not exaggerating here. Tom Nichols has eight yards of space inside the box. Wow! And and heads it over in the second minute. I think they didn't give up a lot, but everything they gave up to Gillingham was set play, and you had the Amar confusion chance that didn't register as well. So. I definitely think they're opposable, but Efete is seven to one, which I never thought I'd see ever. Still can't believe that. And Waterfall's already been backed into about ten to one, which is probably about right. That that's a strange game. Doncaster, I can't really see scoring, but Grimsby are just like you say, they're just petered out really. Yeah, I was desperate to try and find a or take a position on Doncaster somewhere and I was maybe trying to put a bit you know they they did sound like they had a fair bit of the game against Gillingham at the weekend and they certainly that it the reports that spell, I read it was yeah, against they had a, the, quite a su- yeah. sustained spell they had for about 15 minutes I think and like you said injuries played a part they made five changes maybe took them a while to get going but um, yeah I, I thought 19 to 10 is a big old price isn't it for a, for a home win in, in League 2 particularly when you've got a, a club like Grimsby coming to town who are, who are in terrible form but yeah you just can't find enough to to get Doncaster onside uh, One of your names right at the top of my list but it certainly feels like one for the um, 
pressing go at the one minute past two o'clock club once we've seen the team news. But Mansfield hold watch, host Rochdale. They've scored four for the second consecutive game against Swindon on Friday. So Reece Oaks left um, left before half time, feeling his groin. Nigel Clough said, and he's he's brought on your old friend here, Amboatang, in an advanced role. He's duly oh. scored. He hit the bar as well against Crawley last weekend. Clough's already saying that Oaks is not going to make it on Monday. Plenty of tens about, which I thought was a a big price if Boatang starts, and well, it's big price for anyone that starts in any sort of advanced position against a, against that Watchtail side. So if he starts. Keep an eye on your team news. We press go quick enough, then he's probably felt like one of the strongest bets of the weekend. Anything else for you, John? Yeah, he's he's one of the few players who still shoots from ridiculous positions. He obviously hasn't be, hasn't been told that you're not supposed to shoot from outside the area anymore Absolutely. because they hardly ever go in. A nice little um, finish but, though. He was a very yeah. struck with his left foot, curled uh, into the far he, corner. Uh, I thought for a long time as I put him up twice mm. this season he should score more, but he's he's one he's a bit of a flatterer, but who knows? We um that price is it more than compensates for the career doubts, I suppose. Absolutely. Anything else? Uh, on your we're doing list? we're doing almost, yeah. Um really wanted to get with the Cardiff defence against Sunderland, but mm. as I said, not enough encouragement in McGuinness or Kipre of late. Uh agree with you earlier. Sean Hutchinson against Hull for Millwall is the is the right price to get involved. Um, League One, as I said earlier, you've got a lot of odds-on shots, which makes it difficult to get involved in these games because you look at Barnsley and Bolton and they're both giving up more than it looks, as we've mentioned many mm. times with Bolton of late. But then you look at the goal score prices, Shrewsbury and Cambridge, both 6-1 to one in the match odds. And you're only getting 18's best Dunkley or Pennington and 16's Lloyd Jones. I just can't, you know, I think you'd want 20's or yeah. bigger, really. Consider, considering the match odds, it's just very difficult to get involved. Uh, one that was interesting, uh, our old young friend Quansar is uh, in the middle of a three-game ban for Bristol Rovers at the moment. Um, got two left to go, but unfortunately they travelled to Fleetwood. Um so there's nothing there, but I think Bristol Rovers play Derby next time. So no doubt we'll go back to Bruce Forsyth for another day. <laughs> I've got some very, I've got some very strong opinions about Bristol Rovers this week. I don't know whether you, I think they might have just found the formula against Charlton. Just looking at their numbers, strong, they, they conceded strong opinion, strong opinions, not not goal scorer based, but they they conceded before 20 minutes in each of their previous three games, and then I just thought what they're going to go do against Charlton and sure enough there was like literally nothing in the first half that was all about Bristol Rovers shutting up shop I think there's about 0.9 xg from a you know if it weren't a set piece I thought um yeah some big opinions about Bristol Rovers mm. keeping it tight in the first half after they um, found some success against Charlton but we'll leave that for a, a non-goal scorer podcast potentially um should we head into our uh, any, anything else john before we get into our naps and next bests we've got a few good prices to look at um an attacking player you got a chap called ben wayne who scored the crucial late goal for plymouth off the bench he's not had many minutes since he joined from wellington phoenix in january uh, very inexperienced, but a good good goal scoring record from a small sample in Australia. He is an attacker. Um, he actually represents New Zealand, so I thought I'd give a shout out for our New Zealand listeners there. Absolutely, if we have any. Well, we do. If we didn't, we may well now. <laughs> um, 
Yes, good luck, Ben Wayne. Let's have a look at Monday then. To me, it was a backing players coming back into a starting eleven at just the right time. Bit of fresh impetus, point to prove. I'll talk about mine in a in a second. But John, lead us off with uh, with your nap for Monday. It's Sam Hughes for Burton at Charlton at fourteen to one. Uh, if in doubt, go to one of the regular names, mm-hmm. and he's uh, certainly been a regular name this year. Have we put him up at all? Did you put him up once? Or? I think once, maybe once a month. I think that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I definitely haven't put him up as a nap or next best, but we do mention him every week. Um, I'm not convinced. The last two games suddenly show that Charlton are watertight. You only have to go back a few games and they've conceded goals to Lloyd-Jones, Farino-Joseph, and they've given up plenty of chances in those games as well. Um, Burton are now top of the league for XG per 90 minutes, 0.34 set play. Um, Two goals for Hughes this season. All the usual Burton defensive suspects are slightly running under what they should be. Hughes should be on about three goals. Uh, he scored against Charlton in 2021. And where I found it difficult to see a price I liked for anyone, I thought 14 was just a tad bigger than I thought it'd be. So I'll go with Sam Hughes at 14 to 1. Excellent. Mr. Hughes, always a threat. I'm going to put up um, much debate here, much thinking, but Ben Barkley here at the prices. We've, we've said enough about Warsaw defending from set pieces. I think you have to cover Carlisle in some form or, or other here. 17 goals from set pieces for the Cumbrians this season. No doubt that our old friends, what, Feeney, Mellish, Huntingdon, they've been a key beneficiary, scored 10 between them. But maybe maybe we'd like Feeney out. Maybe we just put our faith in in, in great delivery from, from the likes of Moxon and, and Jack Armour. I think you put anyone in that box for Carlisle, I think, and, you, and, you, and you've got a runner. And I could try and, you know, stand here for 10 minutes and talk up some form for Barkley in the National League and, and Accrington in League One before that over the past few seasons. But you know, I won't waste your time. Just give me just give me a six foot plus lad in the box against this Warsaw defence. And you're gonna have a very hard time convincing me of a reason not to back anyone that's over twenty five to one. So Barkley goes off at twenty eight here. No doubt a beneficiary of you know not being not being a, a regular in that. In that, or just coming back from injury, really, and, and replacing Feeney. So I think, uh, yeah, 28's Ben Barkley for a, for a Carlisle side that create plenty against a Warsaw side that are just having a bit of trouble stopping anything. 28 to 1, Ben Barkley for me. Uh, John, next up for you. Uh, nice banker there for you, Gav. Oh, I like excellent. that. Missed Thank that you. one, didn't I? Um, I on a plate. Yeah. Can we delay this next best for as long as possible? <laughs> the, uh, next best is Adrian Mariapa. Yeah, you heard me right. It's not 2010. Um, it's a Burton loving. That's what it is. <laughs> that's right, a Burton connection. The uh, 18 to 1 for Salford versus Wimbledon. Uh, certainly one for the dropping class system, uh, as you mentioned when they signed him. Uh, let's be honest, he's got a tragic career record. It's, it's, uh, I'm not going to put a spin on it. But it's all at much higher levels. Now, he had a very brief spell in Australia where he seemed, fairly recently, where he seemed to discover a love for scoring goals. He scored three in 19. Um, if if you didn't spend your Easter Sunday watching those goals back, <laughs> I did. And it sure was exciting. Um, he, yeah, he looked like he was enjoying himself. He thought, this looks like fun. Um, he did score one for Burton as well in his brief six months there, first half of this season. 
didn't play many minutes. That's okay. Um, as Gav mentioned, I think when he joined Salford a few weeks ago, this should be a lot easier for him, even at 36 years old. You've got to realise he has played the vast majority of his career in the Championship and some at the very top level as well. Now, he debuted against Orient on Friday, obviously a tough debut. He headed one over from eight yards, just what we like. Um, but, you know, look, look fairly threatening there. This is more about being against Wimbledon again. We don't need to keep going on about it, but they're giving up a league high um, from set plays every game. If you just look at the last two months, um, this is a rough figure. I, I have it at about 0.5 XG per game from set plays, which is ridiculously high. Um, there's obviously something badly wrong there. Uh, regardless of the score here, you know that the selection's still going to be live as they gave up another 2-0 lead uh, on Friday. And Harrogate, second goal, was it, from a set play? Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrogate, yeah. Um, there may be a slight doubt here that Mariapa can play back-to-back over a short period. So if he misses out, just close your eyes and back Ryan Leake again. Um <laughs> But I couldn't. I couldn't bear myself to talk about Ryan Leake again for five <laughs> minutes. So, well, let's be honest here. I'll go with Adrian Mariapa at eighteen to one. Love it. Um, classic anti-Wimbledon bet there, which the Wimbledon uh, uh, blog writers. They hate me be, at the moment. Part, yeah, there's the, the getting a lot, a lot of stick about saying. Uh, Ethan Chislett isn't good enough for I've Wimbledon. Seen you, I've so seen you keep... winding him up. I've seen you winding him well, up Friday evening. Stoking he's only, the he's only, scored, he's only scored 10 goals in a side that's <laughs> in the bottom six. Um, you know, I'm just, But apparent, apparently you won't be wanted by anyone else. Yeah, good, good luck with that. <laughs> um, my next best. Let, let's not let's not try and be too cute here. Let's not let's not worry about trying to find the right spot for Harry Ransom. You got what we got one month of the season left. Fresh and motivated Ransom, coupled with a a bit of fight shown for Crawley in the in the um, in the nil nil at Bradford on Friday. A Barrow side that let's remember what conceded three at Crew on Friday uh, at the same time. I think that. Potentially, Barrow are just going to end up falling a little bit short this season. 13 goals they've conceded from set pieces as well. Nothing too much in the bag that says, you know, Crawley are going to um, are going to run away with this one. But I'll keep just keep it simple enough. You know, he, he's come back into the side. Terrible time with injuries. But he, he first came on the radar, what, like we said, about October, September time. I think it was a Carabao Cup game against QPR. He, he went close then and it just looked really, really busy on, on Friday. It looked, looked like the type of performance where hey, he's just making hay whilst he's, whilst he's back, really. And that could just be exactly what Crawley need, right? You want a bit of fresh impetus, someone that isn't weighed down by... You know the 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 pressure that the, that they've been playing under over the last few months feels like um, forty to one. Harry Ransom feels like we're going to get a little bit of a run for our money away at Barrow. So I'll I'll put up forty to one. Harry Ransom twenty eight to one. Ben Barkley after approaching the week looking for a little bit of um, lower variance out of the selections than than we need. That, that's where <laughs> I was going to mention that. <laughs> that's where I've ended up. <laughs> Lower variants, 28s and 40 shots there. Excellent. So. John, we'll um, see how we get on, on Easter Monday. Um, and then we'll do it all again next week, shall we? Yeah, I've no idea what day it is, but it's um, back to normal <laughs> next week, is it? Back to normal. Maybe all the Easter eggs will have gone by then, but we shall see. Uh, John, good to speak to you again. We'll, um, we'll chat to each other soon. 
Cheers, mate. Good luck to everybody. 